0: To wood, water, fire, steel. I'm your host, Ross, and welcome to episode one. Today, I'm talking with none other than the infamous Father Nomad. All right. I am here with Father Nomad. How's it going? Pretty good, Ross. I'm glad to be here. Been yeah, looking forward uh, to this. Yeah, it, it took you forever. It took us forever. It, <laughs> it took to get us this point. Outdoorsy people are, yourself. yeah. Outdoorsy people are the absolute worst to pin down. Like to do anything, they're not. They're not the most disciplined people in terms of like schedules and time. I've found. Well, you know,
1: you got to juggle a few things.
0: You got to juggle regular
1: life on top of you know going outdoors because that's our uh, our uh, outlet, right?
0: So. Yeah, I haven't been outdoors in like a year. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry man. Sorry, that's why I'm punctual. I'm not distracted by the woods. So, um, so, 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 are we going with Father Nomad? Or are we going with Joseph? Joe? You can call me Joe, Joseph. Okay.
1: Um, Father Nomad. You know, it, it, people call me Father Nomad, but Father Nomad is more of an idea, I guess. As corny as that sounds, you know, um, I always just envisioned like this nomadic, like priest, kind of right.
0: Well, it's uh, funny how, how, how the internet works. Right. So I'll be talking to someone like I'll be talking to uh, Sparrow. Right. And so I say Sparrow, someone else says Bill. And I'm talking to Bill Sparrow, whatever. And he's like, Oh yeah. You know, I was got this new shirt from Jimmy. And I'm like, who the hell is Jimmy? I've, it, it, because, and then sometimes people use their screen names. And then sometimes people are using their names from like Bushcraft USA and they're all different. And right. I'll sell a knife to a guy and be like, Oh yeah, we talk every day on Instagram. I didn't know you were the same guy. It's really hard to
1: uh, keep up with all that. Another thing is, uh, like, on the website, I'm actually making a post about this, uh, but, you know, there's a, <laughs> right out the checkout box, when you're done logging in and everything, there's a note box. I want you to know, if we talk every day, please leave me your Instagram, like, handle, because, you know, I don't know your first and last name, per se, for most people, so if we talk every day, just say, give me a heads
0: up, you know? right because otherwise someone orders a bunch of stuff and then they call you out and be like you didn't even give me a sticker dude. No, you always get a sticker darn it. <laughs> Everybody always gets a
1: sticker. So, so but no, so so sorry. It's nice to throw in a little extra something special, you know. I try to do that on a lot of my packages, but you
0: know, it just, you know, for certain people, certain things. You, yeah, you're you're actually uh, I've told you you're too you're too uh you're too giving. You, <laughs> With the extras and all that, I keep saying, charge me, charge me. But I've been told that many times. I I've been told I need to start charging it. extra. Well, that's a terrible business plan if you think about it, right? Is <laughs> I've, I've got, got these great products, and so let me give them away. Right. Um, well, you know, I don't know. I enjoy
1: seeing people use stuff more or less than, you know, I, I mean, I trust me, I like selling things,
0: but I just like seeing my gear used. Yeah, I get that. But But when you have people that are saying, please charge me or charge me more, you know, maybe... Pick up on that vibe and do it. Fair enough. So, all right. So, let's, uh, so for the people that don't know you, so uh, I guess I know you as originally a guy who prints 3D stuff and a lot of it glows. So, I guess tell, tell me, tell everybody a little bit about, you know, Father Nomad. Cause you, like you said, it's a concept, it's a thing. There's a lantern, there's an idea behind that, but then also the stuff you make.
1: Well, um, I've been backpacking and camping for quite a long, long time, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sure you, a lot of people have come across this, but you get your hands on something that you have spent money on, and it turns out to be total garbage. Yep. And I, you know, found myself thinking, like, man, I, I've always had a very, I've, I've had, I have the tinkering disease, right? So, like, I like getting my hands on everything. I like taking things apart. And I had always figured I could probably make certain things a lot better than most of these larger companies. Um, And I kind of had a couple ideas and I have a friend, his name's uh, Pete Aronson and he works out of his garage, kind of does the same thing, but more along the lines of like motorcycle parts. Um, Well, we were talking and he's like, Hey, you need to start making stuff and selling it. And then I kind of just, you know, played around with the idea. I ended up having back surgery. So, like, I was, like, down and out for a little while. So, bought a 3D printer, started learning just basic designs, and just kind of started from there. And here I okay, am.
0: Okay, so, so you wanted to make the stuff first, and then you figured, okay, I'll do the 3D printing thing. I didn't know if you already had 3D printing experience and then said, hey, I can make stuff for the Algebra's No, it's the funny Life. thing, because people think I'm, like, this computer-savvy guy, and I am not. I don't not. I don't not at all,
1: <laughs> but I really am not. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm I I know how to do what I know how to do, and that's pretty much about it. Um, but yeah, pretty much, you know, I had these ideas, and I know that you know the 3D printing would make them come to fruition, and and it's it's been good so far. I mean, one day I would love to be able to expand the business to where I'm not making everything and maybe have certain things like, you know, produce on a larger,
0: you know, right. Like prototype them on the three, three D printer and then have someone make them at scale. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but you know, that's
1: just off in the future. And, you know, uh, Wazoo was a big inspiration for me for that. You know, I, I see everything that they make and I just thought that they were probably one of the coolest companies, you know, turning out some pretty interesting stuff. And, uh, there's a lot of people from the the instagram community that i get a lot
0: of motivation from in in that regard but yeah i'm always amazed when um so like exotac is another company that if you didn't know you might assume exotac is like a bunch of mass-produced you know um cnc or or machine-made stuff like made in china and whatever and produced at scale but it's a dude and his basement essentially doing machining work and there's a lot of makers like that where you don't realize because even kpl right so kpl it's it's a garage operation pretty much and they've gotten bigger now but um knife pivot loop um for those who don't know but there's a lot of those folks and you know if you have the right marketing and you have a good website you know people assume and they don't think it's a guy or a woman doing this on their own which is i always think is pretty cool when you find that out no absolutely and it's also
1: nice to be able to talk to a person at the end of the day and someone who's interested about what they're making what they're selling what they're trying to do i mean you know i've sent you many things where it's like you know you say hey pay for you know i'll pay for this but it's like i just want your feedback you know and you've given me feedback and taken some awesome photos for me for a lot of things and which i really appreciate but you know it's 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 really awesome to put a face to a brand or to a product, and I think it's even more awesome where you can get somebody relatively easily available online or even on the phone
0: and have a conversation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there that one of the things I like is, and this is the case with you know um, with you. There's there's other makers, uh, uh, P and Bushcraft, uh, where you can just reach out and say like I have an idea, and it's not no. Busy, can't do that. Whatever. It's like I right, I'll, I'll, I'll try. You know. So like, uh, like a ferro rod holder for for a Kydex sheath. I'm like, hey, you know, do you, do you think that's something you could do? And you whipped up a few different designs and whatever. And I've got a couple on my sheaths now. And that's another one I don't think is on your website. You no, eventually they'll things, get that up. And then I post pictures, and people are like, oh, that's cool. Where do you get that? And I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. He's got a
1: website. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's funny because I dropped a lot of stuff before Christmas on the website because I, I have that problem is so I'll i will tinker with something. I'll post a couple of photos and people are like, when can I buy it? And so I made the mistake of <laughs> dropping like six or seven products in one evening. And it really floored me because I was, I wasn't expecting the amount of orders that I got. And it was just a really nice surprise. But at the same time, like the week before Christmas kind of just like kicked my butt.
0: Yeah. Make the, it. Yeah. If the stuff's available, people buy it though. So, like, um, my daughter's uh, 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 she's a brownie now, Girl Scouts, and we went on this hike. It was a walk in the woods, but it was fun. It was a hike, right? And um, we got to a certain point, and the uh, their their troop leader there is like, "Oh, hey, I got these compasses for everybody." And she had these little compasses. You know, she probably bought like a twenty pack on Amazon, which is you know, which was cool. The girls are all super excited, and they get all their their compasses, and um, you know, half of them are broken the needle stuck. <laughs> and you know, so basically she says to everybody we stop in the woods and it's really cold and and it's not, you know, I want to keep keep moving. I've got my son who's bored or whatever and 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 it's like fine north. And we've got people pointing in every single direction. So I'm holding my son <laughs> at this point cuz he's like I'm done. And I just I I stand and I move north and um I didn't have a compass. And you know, everybody's arguing, no, north is over here, north is over here, because all these compasses are broken. <laughs> They're not pointing the right direction. And then the troop leader's like, oh, looks like Ross, you know, figured it out. I'm like, well, I'm getting pro tip, everybody. The sun is setting, <laughs> and it's over there. <laughs> and people didn't know what I was talking about, which is concerning uh, at a different level. But anyway, so we left that whole experience, and I, I reached out, and I said, hey, you know, you you had sent me um, a compass, a little button compass that was in a little glow, package that clips onto like a, a strap on a backpack and you know you and I talked and I don't know within like the hour you had done a new design for like a little uh button you know a compass holder that had a, a hole for a lanyard and you know made a dozen of them and a dozen of those whistles and my daughter and I worked to put them on uh, paracord and you know we're going to give them out to everybody in the troop so they can actually you know have functioning compasses but I, I don't know like that's only something you can do with a small maker which is really cool yeah no and it it was really fun honestly
1: and 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 that's the thing too is so far you know i have this bad habit of like romanticizing things right so like i'll I'll buy equipment or gear and i end up having it which this is probably another conversation we should have but you know you you get things right in front of your hands and it's like oh this this is horrible it's like i want to start sewing right so, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh man, should I get a machine? Should I do this and that? Start buying all this equipment and then, you know, I'll start sewing and then I could just absolutely hate it, you know, but I just get myself too invested. Right. But I really still do love the process of designing and, you know, a lot of these 3D printers, you know, evolve. It involves it a little bit of work and maintenance and problem solving. And it's been pretty fun so far. And uh, yeah, I
0: feel like you. You frequently post broken parts of 3D printers. Yes, and I'm since I'm
1: pulling in a little bit more money, I'm going to start buying better equipment. So that's a plus, and it's going to be huge. And I'm going to have a lot more new designs and new takes on some of the current products I have real soon once I get these printers. like I'm getting a printer that allows me to do up to four different colors in one print. So, it'll be cool to make those whistles, you know, one side high visibility orange or green, and then glow in the dark on the other side, right? The yeah, same it's thing. Funny. With, like, the zipper pulls.
0: Uh, I was gonna say the zipper pulls. So, like, I, I'm I have a problem with zipper pulls. Every bag I get, I swap out the zipper pulls because I want them in high vis. So, I can because when you get an olive drab bag with olive drab, um, you know, z- uh, zippers and then olive drab zipper pulls on them. Uh, I don't know. My eyes might be going because I'm getting older now, but I can't see shit. So <laughs> I want high vis something. So I, I, again, I reached out. I'm like, can you make me basically a zipper pull that's like a bead where if I tie off the paracord, it'll tuck into the end? And, you know, you sent me a bunch already. But again, they're not on your website.
1: No, you I'm actually, like stuff. I said, hopefully, hopefully this printer will be arriving in about a week and I'm going to start doing, like I said, the half glow, half you know, high visibility, you know, I'll do solid colors as well. And, uh, it's, it's something. Another thing about zipper pulls too, is people forget, like you ever tried grabbing at like, yeah, man, there's like really cool zipper pulls out there, but imagine grabbing something that's small with like a glove on, it's a pain in the butt.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. The big you know. barrels, like, like that, basically it's like a, like a lanyard bead, right? Um, yeah. but, but they're not heavy, like a lanyard bead cause they're, they're plastic. So I think they're great. Uh, I, I mean I, I hear that you want to do them in two colors but I guess my point is like you could put them up now in high-vis orange and <laughs> again people would buy them fair enough no Maybe you're absolutely know. right I just
1: hate um, you know, like have you ever bought something and then like a week later it, something else comes out that's similar or you buy or a better something better version and sale yeah. comes out you know it's just so yeah. such a pain dude I, hear I that. absolutely hate that but no, yeah, you know, it, it's it, and, and that's another thing too. People don't don't really uh, know about like, if you see something on the website and you want it in a certain color, like, you know, give me a shout out, get a hold of me. I will try to make whatever I can for you, as long as it fits within the time frame, or if you just give me enough time, you know. Right. But you know, what, like I said, I really enjoy doing all this.
0: What's the what's the deal with the um, the Ulu handles for Bear Forest? Is that Still a thing, no longer a thing. Um, I, I made quite a bit of them for him because I was uh, on the website and it shows they're all sold out. And this is one of those things that drives me crazy, right? So, like, if they're sold out, I'm thinking, I know the guy who made them, like, people wanted them because they're sold out. So, why aren't there more of them? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't get involved. So, he, you know, he can get a hold of me, and if he wants yeah. more, I'll make more for him. Yeah, it's it's for people that don't know. So they there the it was the on 3 ulu and um really cool flat packable ulu and uh Joe made a, a a 3D printed handle that that clips over you know the 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 flat, you know, just the stock itself and makes it into a really usable uh comfy grip. It's very cool. I don't know. And you can yeah, pop it first, off and order wash it.
1: You know, that's the cool thing too is you can pop it off and wash it and you know, he he ordered I think it was three or four different colors from me. I can't remember. I think it was four different. So I did I did a couple in orange and a couple in glow and then I did OD green and a coyote. Yep. And I mean like, you know, I, I know people can't see this but I'm holding it now. But it's just a super comfortable tool. I mean this knife in general, like is just awesome. But you know, as a tool, but you know, this just something like this can change it up
0: quite a bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely yeah actually, I had that on my list of one of the things I wanted to try to pick up, but without the handle not not for me. Um, so I'm curious like so so you, so how long ago was it that you started so you had the back injury started doing the 3D printing like how long ago was that? So I kind of just started like messing around with it like so it was, it's been almost two
1: years and okay. the first year I was just kind of off and on and I just made the lanterns for about a year. And I sat down, and I was like, okay, well, I really want to make a Sawyer adapter that fits onto the heavy cover titanium canteen. Yep. And um, like I said, I didn't know anything I was doing. I I had to learn how to do, like, thread pitches and all kinds of different things, and I made it work. And it's a great – I honestly believe – I want to say it's probably one of my – most underrated things I make. Because I make the same thing for an Algene bottle. Why yeah, don't have that animal. one? Yeah. And there's a there's a there's a few makers that already make that. Mine's a little bit different. Um I think in my opinion, mine's better in the sense of you have wet hands and you're trying to unscrew something, like you want to make sure it got a bit of a grip on it. Right. And some of the ones I've seen, most of the ones I've seen don't have that sort of grip. Um I digress. But, you know I started making those and I started to kind of just, you know, those started to move along. People started to eat those up and then the sewing kit and the sewing kit kind of just blew up. People love that sewing kit and it's probably one of my top sellers. And um, it was kind of an idea off of an old <laughs> Soviet military uh, sewing kit that I've seen float around. And um, I know, yeah, Kelso Bushcraft Kelso actually has some of these mini sewing kits that are very similar so basically it's just a tube that has a spool on the inside that you could put multiple threads and then my version the spool is hollow on the inside so you could hold your your needles or whatever
0: it is that you need yeah it's and a really so cool design I put um I put just like you know like heavy duty, thread just for you know whatever repairs but then i put um because there's there's multiple places to to put different uh materials on there so i put like some kevlar thread on there um yeah and then just fill Mm -hmm. the the middle with uh you know big sail needles basically and yeah it's really it's really cool little package i tell people one of my favorite
1: things to put on there is floss dental floss because in a pinch pound for pound dental floss is pretty darn strong and there is nothing worse than like being out for like a few days and then getting something stuck in your teeth (laughs) and you're just like, like for like hours, you're just like poking at it. And it's, it's, this is one of the worst feelings ever. So, um, so
0: I put monof, I put, um, braided fishing line on there. Awesome. Right. But really, 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 um, thin gauge, um, braided line. So I'm curious, so I can either try to floss my teeth with the braided line and then leave that on, (laughs) or I got to swap something out and put some floss on there. You know, try
1: floss, man. You can do a lot with floss, but, uh, but no, yeah. So, you know, I, I started like coming, you know, I just started one by one just coming up with ideas and, um, it's like the spice tube. The spice tube is actually something that I've made a bunch of them, sold a few of them, but I'm probably going to rework the design. Um, but there was a company that made something very similar and, I remember I bought it. I was ecstatic with it. It's when I used to backpack like a lot. And the for the spice tube basically is a tube that holds three different types of spices, and it all kind of screws together. And basically, the one I bought, every time you would screw on the cap too hard, the threads would push out the top, and it would break off. Right. I contacted the company. They actually send me caps two different times. And I was like, oh, man, this, this product is a great idea, but it just sucks. Right. You know, so, you know, and, and that's something I'm going to start working on again. I want to change the threading on it. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a pretty cool idea. I like it.
0: (laughs) So, so I'm curious, like, do you have a favorite design out of all the things you've you've made and sold? You know, what's funny is, uh, you know, those skull zipper pulls that I
1: have. So that's not my design. It's a free design online. And you know, I've made them for a couple people they wanted them, and you know, sent them out. But I didn't realize how much people like skulls. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm not really a skull guy. And this last Halloween, you know, I have these little lanterns that I make. Um, I put the skull inside of the lantern where the globe is, and I really like it. You know, I'm not a skull guy by skull guy by
0: any means, but like you know, it just looks so cool. Um, that's a perfect but, one if you can uh, 3D print the skull in glow and then the lantern in something else.
1: I will be able to soon.
0: So okay. that, that, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. That's one
1: reason why it hasn't been on the website. But honestly, it would probably be a tie between like the sewing kit and uh, probably the now, uh, the, not the now genome I'm sorry, the uh, sawyer to heavy cover uh, filter cap. Um, cool. Another thing that's really cool, um, Jared Army Mace he uh, he loves cordage spools and i made a couple for him i made a couple for kelso too But jerry's like hey why don't you make this spool and on the side of it you know hold a size like number i think it's 14 nobody get angry at me if i'm wrong but i think it's a number 14 sail needle it's a large one right perfect for candidates and all that other stuff so it took me a while but i made a design of basically just a spool and if you actually look at the spool it has these holes in the middle of it so as you wrap up cordage you can throw like a bobby pin in there you can throw a bit of like tinder in there or whatever but basically this needle holds into the side of the spool and it's held in by a ranger band and then you would thread it with whatever you want i like wax nylon cord um and that stuff is the business And I have another spool where it's the same thing, but you could put two different types of cordage, whatever you want. And I think probably those would probably be my favorites.
0: Nice. So so I know you're into um, packs. You're a bad guy. And there's a bunch of us that are uh, bad guys out there. And uh, I'm just curious. So, like, it doesn't have to be a bag, but, like, favorite gear from other people, other makers. Like, what's on your, you know top of your list in terms of, of gear that you have or want? Well, there's a lot of, uh, tough possum stuff I want to
1: get. Okay. <laughs> um, but as far as bags, you know, it's so funny because like I used to have a huge obsession with knives. Right. I think you can understand that. And, uh, a little bit after a while.
0: <laughs> so you don't anymore.
1: <laughs> you know, I love blades, man, but like, it's funny because I find myself gravitating to, Just one or two knives. I I used to have a rotation of, like, five or six knives that I used to take out with me all the time. Large knives and smaller knives, like Mora's and whatever, you know. Um, But, you know, I find that I'm pretty happy with the system that I have and what I like to do. Excuse me. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm just obsessed with bags, (laughs) backpacks. Like, I, I have, like, a ridiculous obsession with backpacks and like frame backpacks. I don't know if you've ever seen my collection of frame backpacks. I've seen some of it. Yeah. It is insane. It's like every time I go to Goodwill, I find one
0: and I feel like I have to save them. That's you know, funny <laughs> it, because you, you were posting that you were finding this stuff, like, like really high end stuff. Um, uh, Kifaru, is that it? Uh, yes. Yeah. You found like, so I, I'm like, you know, I'll go to my local Goodwill and they had like a, um, like a, a backpack that you could fit like maybe like one shoe in and it had a hole in it. And it was like from a hospital, like it was like doctor (laughs) of the year, 1997. That's That's the best backpack I could come up with. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing around here.
1: Well, I know that's funny because like I have a system. um, I go thrift store uh, shopping a lot just because it's kind of just a hobby. And uh, it's funny because if you were ever to do my laundry, you'd probably think I had money because it's brand name clothes as far as outdoor clothes, you know, like Columbia, North face and everything, but I never bought anything brand new. I, I I know this might sound weird to some people, but you know, when you, when you know how to look at clothes, you look, Oh, okay. Well the seams are not stretched out, you know, Oh, this has barely been worn or whatever. But you know, I find quality clothing for like cheap and, you know, the funny thing is, is there's a lot of outdoor clothing that people will buy and it doesn't fit and it sits in their, their closet and then they just move it out. Right. But, you know, I have a system, I have a few places that I go to buy wilderness areas and whatnot. So I pick up the good stuff, but you know, it, it's funny, man, because you can go to a goodwill, like for anybody, like getting into the outdoors, like you could go to a goodwill and you can find stuff and you could probably spend like a solid hundred bucks and be pre- pretty set up pretty well. Mind you, yes. The location of the Goodwill is. I was, like was going to say, it
0: depends <laughs> on where you, where you live here on the East Coast, <laughs> at least where I am. You could go to a Goodwill with a hundred dollars and walk away with like uh, a book that has weird stains on it. You could get that <laughs> shitty backpack and maybe like some, some, some terrible worn out shoes. Yeah. It's not great. No, but no, yeah, no, like I no said, tents, I have- nothing like that. Yeah, you know, I it's funny
1: because like I, I actually found a pop up tent brand new the other day, and maybe I just have good luck, but you know, I I I have like a little system of a couple places that I go to, and it's like on the way to my kids' school. There's like one or two that I'll stop by, and you know, hang out around the bin, just wait for the girls to put stuff out. And no, I'm joking, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> pretty much they see me, and as they like, oh, go, it's that guy. again. Yeah, no.
0: So, what's your favorite bag? What's your top bag? Um,
1: man. So I used to be into a uh, light ultra lightweight backpacking and um, I really don't do any of that now. Um, I'm kind of into, I, I love like the nostalgic, like old military surplus stuff. Um, but you know, as far as new makers, I love hill people, hill people gear make some solid stuff and, um, older Kefaru because I've only had older Kefaru packs um, but they're great as well Savota um, from Finland they make like one of yep. the like m- most bulletproof backpacks I have ever set my hands on
0: yeah and I've got stand- the um, Jakari uh, right the Jakari is that mm-hmm. what it's called the medium and I like it but it's so heavy because it's so bomb proof I-, I, I have like the excel yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. It's just, it, again, it's, it's like a, it's, it's one of those packs that's, you know, there's no organization at all. It's just a big, you know, black hole of, of storage, but I feel it like is. it's heavy. Yeah.
1: It is. But like, you know, that bag will outlast you,
0: you know? Yeah. I don't know that I'm looking for a bag that'll outlast me though. Like, you know, just, just call it inheritance, man. Just pass it to the yeah. kids, you know? I just need it to last a few more years and maybe be a little lighter. So, so what do you what do you what do you uh, what do you have your eye on from from Tough Possum? Um, I want to pick
1: up his his satchel and Shackleton. Really, yes, yeah, and I really want to pick up the XL um, survival scarf. Yeah, I, think I have a, I, I have the, the survival idea. scarf.
0: It's not the XL. Um, uh-huh. I like that thing a lot. Um, I want the 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 Shackleton, but I want a velcro panel on the front flap, and he won't do it. He sort so of said so. once he might. Well, you're looking at the wrong guy for that. <laughs> You'll see a beautiful satchel with a terribly sewn-on Velcro patch on the front. I mean, I guess I could find someone else to do it. I was just hoping he'd do like a small run because I, you know, I, I like I like patches. I'm a patch guy, and and I like you know sure. you know for different makers, and it's just cool to have them on the outside of the bag. Um, but yeah, that's a really cool satchel.
1: I love the. Uh, uh, Velcro uh, Powell's webbing on the inside. I think that's a great idea. Yep. Especially for like these things. One of my uh, uh, panels, I guess you would call it. I don't even really have a name for it. Basically, the panel will allow you to attach all kinds of stuff to it and then throw it on anything that has webbing, especially, you know, Powell's, Molly, whatever you want to call it. Right. But um, his stuff has just seemed to be very well thought out. And, um, you know, I have one of his pouches. I have the sleeve for the can uh for the heavy cover canteen and um a few more of the other things and everything that I've had in my hands just seems to be
0: top notch. Yeah, the quality is fantastic. I have his pocket possibles pouch. I use it as a little like, you know, PSK. Um a tough possible PMW like just yep. out blow me out of the water every
1: time I get
0: something from him. Yeah, so. it's frustrating when you get a um you know, a, a bag from so like I have a lot of Helicon, 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 whatever uh, gear, and it's mostly been great. But I know you had a problem with your bushcraft satchel. You washed it, right. and uh, the lining flaked off, fell apart, and it, right. it's frustrating, right? Because it's like I love that satchel, but <clears throat> excuse me, you don't want you don't want it to fall apart, and if it falls apart in the washer. Is it going to fall apart if it gets wet? You know, and I had um, at a messenger bag from them, and it had really nice organization. It had the Velcro on the inside and you know, panels you could attach and all that. But then it had a, like a mesh pocket and I was opening the zipper and the mesh just ripped. And I know Lots. it's just one thing on one bag, but it's like, they have a, a couple of pouches
1: that. I'm sorry. They have a couple of pouches that like they've made that I absolutely love. And I still use that satchel. Um, it took me some time, but I scraped out that inside liner. That liner it was like yeah. a membrane, you know, yep. for water protection. But, you know, I carry a camera with me sometimes. I carry a big DSLR, and I really can't afford to get anything kind of stuck inside of it like that. Right. But I love I love that satchel of death because it's big for what I need it. Sometimes it's too big, you know, but for, like, it's my ADC bag. Yeah? You, so you still yeah. use that? after? You oh, yeah, that? yeah. I carry it to work every day. It carries yeah. my lunch. You know, charging cable. I, I, I carry a... a
0: Amora in there you know all kinds of stuff yeah it's a it's a cool bag i i have a problem where i I get attached to a bag and then and then something about it bothers me for for whatever reason and then so i switch to a different one and so then they they go down in the basement to the the big you know bin full of uh bags and i cycle through them sometimes but it's like talking about this i want to go down and find that bushcraft satchel and put it back in the rotation you know, that's one thing I've never really understood about a lot of stuff
1: um, is brand loyalty or not necessarily loyalty, but brand obsession. You know, you have certain folks where they don't leave outside of their favorite knife maker, which I get that. That's cool. But like, you know, the, the styles or, you know, I just never really understood that yeah it's um i'm saying that as a maker myself like trust me yeah i want you to buy my stuff too but like you know explore man
0: (laughs) yeah it does it it, i know what you're saying it does get a little weird sometimes but but i'll be honest like you know if i see somebody and they have a knife and has a lanyard and it has like a glow whatever on it it's like well that's not (laughs) Joe's. you know like like, well my point is like if i'm gonna buy a glow thing I'm going to go, hey, Joe, can you make me this glow thing if you don't already make it? Because I know you and I like you, and you're going to make the glow thing. Why go somewhere else? But it it does get a little weird, though. Like, you know, it's like, are you a hidden woodsman guy or are you a tough possum guy? Like, you you could be both. And and you you don't have to. So here it's separating the the art from the artist, right? So, like, you could go, I don't like Joe you can still buy his products if his products work for you. But a lot of people can't. So I think some no, of it well, is that. Well,
1: I'm actually that way. So, like, I respect that. Like, if you jump on my profile and there is something about my character that you do not like, like, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, that's fine because I have certain makers and things like that where, like, oh, man, they make fantastic gear. But if I can't support your morals or values or, you know... Your favorite color. No, I'm joking. But, you know, no, you know, there's very few things that could actually do that for me, you know. But, you know, I, I get that. I get that. You know, if I don't mesh up with someone on a personal level and they don't like me for that, that's that's okay. It's understandable.
0: Yeah. I, but I, I, I just think that plays braces. into it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, think, I think that plays into, though, why people, like, get very brand, like, you know, loyal. You know, they become cheerleaders. I, I get it. Fair enough. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm bad like that, or bad or good, it depends how you look at it. But like, yeah, if I if I hear like that there was a maker that like I don't know didn't didn't deliver on a promise or screwed exactly. somebody over or whatever, like you know, I, I I get the facts if I can. But if I find out that that actually happened, I'm <laughs> I've been known to sell all all my knives of a certain maker or whatever because like I don't want to have for me this stuff is like personal, right? So like a knife, sure. I, For some people, right? It's like a knife is a knife. And that's the safety of buying like a Mora or even like an SE or something like that, right? It's like you you can buy it on Amazon. It's faceless. It's faceless. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, Mora isn't going to do anything that's going to make you go, I got to get rid of all my Mora's. The danger of getting involved with like an individual maker is, you know, then they post like, you know, a reel on Instagram where they insult everything that you believe in in the world. And you're like, God damn it, I got to sell 12 knives now, you know? right and you don't have to but that's that's how i approach it so i I get the loyalty thing i can be a little petty (laughs) (laughs) well without naming names uh, you know people deserve it sometimes you know when their behavior is so egregious um no sure they they deserve to be shunned
1: but you know one of my you know i i would like to think army Mason jared is a personal friend of mine and you know what man the thing is about me is i'm i'm I would like to consider myself pretty humble. You know, I can get riled up about things, but if you call me out and like, you actually have like, and Jared does this, he's like, Oh man, you're just reacting out of emotions or you're an idiot. And there's been a few times where he's done that and he's been absolutely right. And I appreciate it, you know, but I'm always open to other opinions, other views. So yeah, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Like I said, without naming names, they're, they're, I don't know. There's just times where people take take it take it too far, and like I said, you just got to divest yourself of them. I just tend to block, move on, get rid of the gear, move on to something else. Try because for me, it's it's, know, it's all about having fun and enjoying it. So, all right. So I, I'm curious. Like, besides the 3D printing, what else? What else? So. You, you, you're spending time outdoors, I know you post pictures, you're in like, uh, I don't know, the middle of the desert, which I don't understand because I'm from the Northeast, so it all looks dangerous to me, full of snakes. Um, it's like, what what's what are you doing outdoors? Like, what's the typical, if you're not doing the ultralight backpacking thing anymore?
1: So, I basically like, put on like fake tattoos and like get a sweet pump going and uh, I, wear, I wear a bald cap and I try to run around and like play gary doyle but uh (laughs) how's that work out for you you try to take like very stoic photos of myself and like put like very like ominous like stoic quotes the only
0: reason anybody feels comfortable like poking (laughs) at gary is because he's on an island very far yeah
1: (laughs) so far away (laughs) yeah
0: if he, was no, in the, man. if he was in the continental United States, I think, uh, I don't think he'd be saying those things. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny? Like, my window just. <laughs> <laughs> although, although, so, I'll be honest. Like, I don't know how tall you are because it's hard online, right? Um, but I get the sense that Gary's like maybe, I don't want to say hobbit range, but like, like maybe because he's got the pictures and he's all jacked and his shirt, you know, hey, let me take my shirt off and post a reel again. Like, okay, we get it you're allergic to shirts but you know he's jacked and paying the rent lifting the weights but like i think he might be like four foot three you know it's funny because if i uh if i ever meet him my intentions are that like you know take a photo with him and just like photoshop him like really small see i don't think i need to do that i think if i meet him (laughs) i told him i was going to put him in a backpack like yoda and carry him around
1: it's like every year though, I'll be like, Hey, on this day, Gary, do you remember this every year? He would just get smaller and there smaller, like a foot smaller every time. But no, no, no. Uh, I love Gary to death. Um, uh, he, he's actually very inspiring and in, in many different ways. Uh, very cool guy. I've tried to send him free stuff, but he, he refuses to give me his address, which I understand. I have um, his address. <laughs> I'll hook you up. <laughs> but no, do I do it when I go outside? Um, Test gear, man. I love, you know, going out. You see, it's like Arizona, right? We never have rain. And when we do, my favorite thing is is to grab the gear, you know. I got a new poncho. I want to go try that out. And, you know, uh, I'll run out as it's raining with a pack, with the poncho, and I'll go for a walk. I'll go for a hike, you know. It's like learning skills, too, right? I mean, that's part of the
0: reason why we do this. Um
1: do, it's you like, it's have, raining. Like,
0: do you have like set spots that you go to like favorite places or you just find a random spot and kind of get lost? Like, how do you, I
1: have a place by my house called the white tank mountains. And, uh, for that type of desert, it's perfect, but you know, like it's raining, right? So it's like, well, how are you going to start a fire? If things, if something's been getting rained on for a half an hour, an hour, and a lot of stuff out here, you know, it's been so damn dry that it soaks up water like like that, you know? So you know practicing those skills practic you know testing gear um, I love taking photos i uh, I used to be in commercial photography for a long time and uh, I kind of hated photography for a while for a few years but I'm slowly getting back into it um, I just like to go out and just look man nature's beautiful you know take in as much as you can
0: while you can yeah for sure yeah I've been doing m- lately I, I just <sighs> unfortunately i just haven't had the time to to get out there as much as i'd like so what i've been doing here and there is pulling the car over when i see a trailhead somewhere and just like get out and check it out so i'm not geared up i'm just in my car pull over i've got a little um bag i keep in the back just Uh enough you know for whatever i just go out and sometimes it's you know 15 minutes you know sometimes it's, it's it's longer but you know just to i like the idea of um I used to go to, I guess I used to go to places that I already knew. So you know, living near the Hudson Valley in in um, in New York, there's a bunch of um, you know trails and mountains and, and things you can you can go to. And it's kind of like I'm going to go hike, like you know, Breakneck today, or I'm going to go hike Mount right. Beacon today or whatever. And I, I've 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 been more excited now, just like driving somewhere and saying like that looks really cool and there's water and there's like some terrain. And so the next time I go through, I'm just going to pull over and walk around a bit no that's smart i i kind of i carry a pack for
1: the in in my truck for the same reason just because i might see something and i might want to go it can be like an overpass under like above a wash or something which is really frequent out here and you know i could throw on my pack run down there look around take some
0: photos yeah fight some I, homeless people <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need to uh i need to do that more often i used to keep an ultralight fishing rig in my car and i would just randomly pull over and and, and fish and i think it's I think, just like once you have kids and, and i'm always on my way somewhere in time and you know there's always reasons why you know i can't just like stop and and lose you know three hours in the woods but i should do that it's more. Tough. Yeah. it is tough you know you know and and honestly it's like you know i've
1: i've you know I've, i'm a single dad a lot of people know that um um we've had many conversations on such the issue and whatnot, but you know, I've had my daughter since she was about two years old and it's just been me and her. And I have her from Monday nights or Tuesdays through Friday mornings. And, you know, and I've been doing it on my own. You know, I, my, my mom will come help out like once a week. Right. So she'll come stay the night. She, I have a, A niece and nephew that lives by, so they kind of get everybody together, and, you know, she sees her grandkids, whatever. But, like, you know, for the most part, it's just me and her. And ever since she's been little, man, if I did not drag her outdoors with me, I would never get to go. Yeah. So, you know, since the time, uh, you know, she's been pretty much stumbling around, it's just been me and her out in the desert, the woods, and whatever. And, you know, you can't just take a kid out to the wilderness and be like, have fun, you know. Yeah. you got to make things enjoyable for them, you know. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I do a lot of, like, storytelling. It's something that we both work on. It's something that she's been doing with me for the longest time. It's like, you ever do the thing where you, like, start, like, a couple sentences, and then you have the kid tag along, you know, with their own, like, version of whatever, and you kind of play off of each other's story? I actually do that, done that a lot. Yeah. It's actually it's really fun man, especially on Car Rides. But you know, we do that a lot or I'll just make up my own solo story and she has her own story. I feel like the art of storytelling in general, especially as like a culture, the culture that we live in, you know, especially the American culture, is because like we've traveled so far from, you know, our ancestral lineage that we don't really necessarily have any of those old stories or those old just tales. Yeah. Even, like, the old nursery rhymes and stuff like that, man. Like, we really don't pass that along to kids as much anymore, especially, like, you know, with the invention of, like, the TV, and now we have the internet.
0: Yep. You know what's interesting, though? So, I'm going to try that, because it never even occurred to me to, to, to do that, you know, especially while, you know, out on a hike or whatever. Um, so, I'm going to try that with my daughter. Um, it's funny, because she's, you know, she's addicted to the iPad and, and all that. But, you know, at bedtime, um, I have this uh, book of fairy tales. And, nice. you know, a lot of the ones everybody knows, but like, you know, one of the ones is the Nightingale. And uh, it's the emperor of uh, China. And he's got the Nightingale that he wants to sing for him whatever, for whatever reason. And it's not, not a bad story, but it's not like the most compelling story. There isn't a lot that happens. She loves that story. And then she'll ask me to read her that story every night for... Weeks straight before we switch to something else, and then it's awesome. So it might, yeah, it might abandon it for a couple of months, and then go back to I want to hear the nightingale. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a great idea. I'm going to try that the next and time. We're it's out. great for imagination. You know, it's yeah.
1: great for it's great for my imagination too because I have like a handful of stories that I made up that involve me. Like there's this one like my daughter absolutely loves where like I escape a mountain giant. Right, It's like her okay. favorite thing, <laughs> and. uh, you know, but that's another thing, too, is, like, the world is what it is, right? We're never going to change that. But, like, I would love for her to grow up with that sense of magic, you know? Yeah, for sure. And when, and when you're out in the outdoors and you're telling these stories and everything, I just feel like it's more just alive and real. Oh, yeah. and Without all the everything. distraction and technology and right, you know, yeah. But it's just good for the soul, you know? And I think that's something that everybody needs, And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so obsessed with, like, Lord of the Rings. That's, like, one of the things that's (laughs) always, like, in constant play at the house, you know? Yeah. It's, like, a while ago, we were, like, hiking, and it was her and my mom, and I was kind of down at the bottom of a gully, and they were up at the ridge, and I was taking the hard part, and I was going to meet them. And then I hear my kids, you know, just, like, her footsteps, and she pokes her head over the ridge, and she's like, my precious, like, just i was like oh man but like you know stuff like that
0: man is just gold it's just awesome yeah well i mean i think back i don't know if this was your your childhood but like so like my 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 parents had a strict like no guns policy right so i couldn't have any toy guns anything like that right but i spent i was lucky where i grew up and there was acres and acres of woods right behind the house so i would just go into the woods with my friends you need take a stick and find one that has a little branch and you can break it off and hey look you have a gun and you know, your imagination, yeah. right? You know, right. pew, pew, pew. And, but for real, the hours and hours every day, swords, guns, you know, whatever it was. But it was, you know, that sure. spending time. You, I, don't, I didn't realize it until much later in life. You look back and you're like, I think about if I was telling somebody like how I got started in the outdoors or whatever while I used to go camping. You know, we go camping all the time with my my dad, and we had some family friends, and we'd we'd go on big camping trips, or it would just be me and my dad, or whatever. But the truth is, even way before that, it was just spending time in the woods, essentially, right? Making up stories, like sure, stormtroopers are coming to get me, or orcs, or you know. And it's funny, a little bit of Lord of the Rings too, the old animated one. Oh my gosh, we just watched that recently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I was obsessed when I was a kid with um when the orcs. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would sing that. I think people thought I was really strange. I mean, they still think I'm strange, but yeah. That was good. That was (laughs) good stuff. No, it is. It is. But uh, no, yeah. So I enjoy it. Yeah. So, all right. I got to ask you, um, music. So I can't, for anybody that doesn't really know Joe, it's difficult to determine whether he's being real or completely bullshitting you at uh, any given moment. So, for instance, when we were talking about this podcast and I said, listen, you know, just find a quiet space. And he has this bird that squawks constantly. And, and so I said, well, you know, what are you going to do with the bird? And without missing a beat, he said, well, you know, I'm going to put him in the refrigerator. He didn't really put the bird <laughs> in the refrigerator. But again, I can't tell. So, so we've had some, uh, some. Are you sure? <laughs> well, I, well, ex- do you hear my, it right is, now? This is my point. Muffet I'm not you know, Let's not have um, uh, PETA in, involved with the podcast. So, so like music wise, you, you've given me some uh, a hard time about some of my music choices, and you post a lot of like electronic music. So I'm just curious, like where? Because I also know because you mentioned me, you play guitar, and obviously well. that's a big thing for me. But then I don't know. So
1: music was my first love in life. Um, I was really privileged in having, like, since like the seventh grade, um, my two best Uh, friends—one played the guitar, one played the drums—and we kind of grew up just jamming out with each other. And uh, I played bass, yeah, obviously I'm a bassist now. And moved off the guitar a little while, you know, after. But uh, I sang mostly. But you know, we we. Played music. We had a band, and believe it or not, we were signed our senior year in high school. And as soon as we graduated, we went out and toured, and we did a that what? for quite a while. And um, we played with some, you know, big band names and everything. But you know, I grew up thinking,
0: That's "Very cool." Yeah, you know, what I grew was the up. The name with... of the band? Are you going to tell us? <laughs> I hate it, man. No, those guys went on to form a band known as Tool. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Joe. No, no no, <laughs> no, no, no. And it's funny, man, because like I'm old, right? So not as old as you, but like you know, this was like Thanks. 2005. So like really before the heyday of like camera phones and you know YouTube and all that other stuff. But you know, but going back to what I was trying to say was like when so I was what's the name excited, of the band.
0: No, don't don't avoid it. Oh
1: man, dude, I don't want to anyways uh so <laughs> so basically uh when I was younger you know we were in that whole like metal metal core scene I guess you'd call it metal core hardcore right That was a thing back, was times. and uh I grew up thinking like if it wasn't metal it wasn't shit like it, like everything had to be metal and I kind of pigeon myself for the longest time to just like metal and uh it kind of got out of the band, and it opened up my taste to a whole bunch of just newer, different things. One of my favorite bands is a band called Murder by Death. And it's really hard to describe what type of music they are. And they've definitely progressed in, throughout the years. But it's like, you know, there's a girl on cello and, you know, right. a pianist and guitars, drums. And it has this very westernish. This very westernish, it has this very. Don't worry, I'll I'll edit that out or I won't. (laughs) It has this very westernish, I don't want to say rockabilly sound, but like with cello and it's kind of dark and it's just very beautiful. Um, But I've been getting into a lot of electronic music recently too, a lot of like 80s sounding
0: stuff, like a retro wave, I guess you want to call it. Yeah, that's kind of what I I hear you post a lot of, I don't know what, what you even call it. I don't even know either, man. There's well you were about doing like Metalcore in two thousand five and you were in a touring band and you won't tell me who they are. So were you in between the buried and me? No. I wasn't Were you in a day to remember? No, gross. Were you in Parkway Drive? No, I wasn't in A. Were you in Bullet for My Valentine? No. Were you the bass player for As I Lay Dying? No, but we never no. Were you in Trivium at some point?
1: No, 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 you keep going. I'm just going to say no. We were, we were, uh, we, we, like I said, we played with like, you know, you know, August Burner, August Burns Red and okay. stuff like that. Were yeah. you in August Burns Red? No, I was not. Okay. But like, you know, uh, just all kinds of cool people would come through to our state. We would open up for them. Um, it was, it was just a really cool experience, man. Um, you want to know I something like,
0: really cool? What's that? The drums that I used to make the theme for this podcast, it's the drummer from August Burns Red. Oh, no, no, really. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Uh, but, you know, it, it was crazy, man, because I feel like music hasn't been the same for that genre or, or since that genre. Excuse me. Music has not been the same because I remember being in high school. Right. And you were so excited to go see the local bands play. Right. And then you had certain people you would meet up and you would go out and you would watch, you know, and it was just a bunch of young kids going to local shows. And, you know, for Arizona, it's not like the scene was that big, but man, like, you know, there's a lot of sold out shows. Like there was a place called Neckbeard Soda Bar and all they did was just sell soda and it had a stage and that place used to pack out and there was all kinds of bands there. And it was just amazing
0: yeah it's it's a weird thing so uh as you pointed out i am older than you so when i was in bands it was you know mid to late 90s and it was the whole grunge thing and you know pearl jam and stp and soundgarden and all that um but then also like pantera and white zombie and you know uh alice and chains as as you love to point out (laughs) that you hate even though they're one of the best bands ever um yeah it seems like i i don't know if it's just us getting older that we think that's not around anymore but i don't know i if you asked me 10 years ago no music is being made with like actual instruments and guitars or whatever i would have been very grumpy about that and and adamant that that's the case but then you know now if i look back 10 years there's all sorts of great albums and great bands so i don't know sure and it sucks because I'm finding music from bands that don't even exist anymore. That's and the worst. When someone's like, it check out this band, and you love them, and you're like, oh, they're never going to release another album. God damn it! Exactly.
1: And uh, but you know, it's like I feel like I'm growing with the times because, like, look at some of this like new wave, retro '80s sounding music, right? Like, I'm obsessed with like a lot of it. Um, I've been getting into a lot of like new new age, like goth synth rock i don't know how to explain it right. i freaking love it um the goth chicks love it too but like no i'm joking uh but you know i, I don't know if i hear something and it and i like it and it makes me feel good i'll do it but i'm also really super huge on like folk music like, new age folk music is just so yeah. good i feel like new age folk music is like punk for old people interesting i mean i mean if you really think about it and you listen to the lyrics it's like oh it makes a lot of sense but you know
0: i don't know so yeah music is a weird thing i'm i'm all over the place so like for the longest time people would be like oh well you know you play guitar oh what do you play well i'm either playing like 50s and 60s electric blues right so Mm -hmm. one extreme or like metal and uh yeah, but I'm. well I we actually
1: teased you about that. I think I teased you about that because all I ever I said something about like all I ever hear you is play like these blues riffs, and I was like, dude, can you like you, like let me hear something metal?
0: And then, well, like, you know, I've got this wall of guitars behind me, uh, and you know, I've got Telecaster, Strat, Strat, and then I've got you know an eight string Jackson, like for the nice the crazy, as my daughter calls it, crazy music. Yeah, those are. I mean. <laughs> But I listen to everything in between. I, for me, if the music is good, and especially if the guitar is good, sure. Know, I listen to big band music. Like, whatever it is, if it's good, it's good. Um, I'm yeah. really a big lyric guy.
1: Um, I read a lot. I love literature. Um, I used to write a lot, don't do it so much anymore. But, you know, it, it's funny, man, because there's a lot of bands that I listen to where the singer is absolutely horrible, but the writing is just like top tier. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's hardly yeah. the singer isn't quite there.
0: That's a tough one.
1: It is, but like just my love for words, man. Like if you can if you if you can put some serious meaning behind something and something simple or, you know, even even like the more complicated stuff, like
0: it's just it's it's good. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Deftones oh. fan? I feel like you're a Deftones fan.
1: Um, I like them. I never was like heavy into them, but um they definitely have a place in in the genre and especially for what they did, you know, for what they've yeah, done. For sure. I'm still going to figure out what band you were in. Nah, man. Uh, I'll figure it out. I was out. actually, as soon as I started opening my mouth, I was like, do I really want to start talking about this? Like,
0: no, I'll figure <laughs> it out. I always figure it out. So here, a uh, completely unrelated side story. So years ago I worked at a company and it was like a cubicle city. It was a, it was a lead generation company where people were calling into other companies to try to sell stuff on behalf of other companies, right? It's just a nightmare. Right. But, the guy I worked with, uh, Rain Wilson um, from The Office, Dwight, his dad, is in the cube next to me. And we, and I'm like, why are you here? You should have the office money. Like, what's going on? And he's like, well, you know, <laughs> you know, he's, you know he's, he's still getting his start, whatever. So, anyways, this is Rain Wilson's dad. So um, I, I got to be friends with him, and, and he's an o- older guy, you know, uh, great guy. And he let it slip that he was a failed science fiction writer. You, I found that book. I got it on eBay. It was terrible. Like the cover is like this scantily clad woman, and there's like a dragon eating somebody, and there's a guy with a sword that looks like you know, Conan whatever. And I brought it right to him, and I said, "I want you to sign this." And he got ready to sign it too. So, I got that oh, awesome. somewhere. Yeah. So I'll find out what band you're in. Is what I'm. Maybe, to maybe on. not. No, nah, I will. Hundred percent. And I'm gonna find some recording, and I'm gonna make you sign it. Oh Jesus. Maybe not. All right, so we, we, we've been talking for about an hour. Um, I'm just curious, so overall, you've been doing this thing as a maker for a while, you're gonna keep doing it. Like, it's kind of like closing thought, like what's something that you could share with everybody that's listening? Maybe other makers that wanna do this sort of thing, thinking about doing it, whether it's a side hustle, making it into a real thing, like what's something that you can share with them that you know maybe you wish someone had shared with you two years ago when you, when you started this thing. And if you don't want to answer that question, just tell me. No, no, no,
1: no, no. no. I I got something and it's something that, you know, I'm kind of bad about myself, but like, don't spend all your time just thinking about it. Like, even like if you barely have anything, it's, it's like you were saying about just putting up the fully covered colored zipper pulls, right? Just put them up on the website. You know, don't spend your time just thinking, do something, you know, if it's, doing a live through instagram if it's just doing a short reel if it's just whatever don't sit there and just overthink just just do it do it put it out there people like it they like it if they don't they don't you know
0: and but, you can always you know, adjust
1: if they don't yeah right? absolutely but, but the thing is is you know do it for yourself you know yeah, at I, the end I, of the day you know so It's like, you know, it's the reason why I do the father nomad stuff It's like, I want to make things that are going to be helpful because not to go off on a tangent, but there's a lot of gear out there where it looks cool in the pictures. It looks awesome on Instagram, but you know, you, you go out and you're carrying a canvas tent in your pack and you realize, Oh wow, this is really heavy. I can't do this, you know, but you know, I just want to make things that people use stuff that's functional stuff that brings enjoying is stuff that makes your enjoyment of the outdoors a little bit easier. And, um, you know, I never would have done it if I didn't have people lighting fire under my butt, you know, just saying, Hey, just do it. And
0: here I am now. Yeah. Well, when you said that, it, it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes, which is, you know, perfection is the enemy of progress. And so many times, people are worried about getting it right or perfect or close to perfect, or whatever, that they actually don't do anything. And and that's yeah. why I give you a hard time where I'm like, okay, yeah, you can make a better version of this, but like, I love the zipper pulls. I love the the emergency whistles. I, you know, I love those little compass things. So like, yeah, you can make a version two. And yeah, may some, maybe somebody's upset because, well, if version two is better, why'd I buy version one? But like, that's just how the world works. And if you don't put version one out there, it's never out there. So yeah. Right. Just do it. I think uh, there's a big company that that's their slogan. Just do it. Yeah, I was trying before. to avoid yeah. just like saying just
1: do it. Because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of lame, but yeah. like no, but let's just get out there. You know, don't waste time. Times, time really is one of the most precious
0: things ever. Yeah, and uh, we're not getting any more of it. It's not negotiable. No. no. All right, that's just kind of a somber note to end on. So listen. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you tell tell people where they can find you. So you you have a website and you have an Instagram and I don't. know. You might have other stuff too. You might have a secret metalcore account Nomad. on Facebook.
1: No nope, no Facebook. Um, yeah, you I actually be... changed your name. Yes. Um, well, I the thing could was, ever is...
0: find you because your name was like fa three. Like it was like a like a like a hacker thing. Like
1: it, <laughs> the thing was, it was there was somebody already with the name Father Nomad. Got and, it. And, uh, I bugged them enough to where they just let me have it. So you oh, can find cool. me at fathernomad.com. Um, and on Instagram, just fathernomad.
0: I, I love when me. I tag you now. I could just type fat and then you come right up. Wow. <laughs> let's, well, I let's used end to start typing. let on the note of body shaming. Like, that's not whatever. body shaming, please. <laughs> I'm, <just laughs> I'm fatter than you and uh, Gary Doyle combined. <laughs> You're good. No, I don't know about that. I don't think,
1: yeah, Gary Doyle doesn't even have an ounce of fat on him. I'm sure you've seen one or two shirtless photos. Of you
0: know, I, you know, they 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 crop up every once in a while, six times a day. <laughs> that guy, uh, and I, you know, I said, him, I said, I said, I said this in, in, in a reel, but I'll say it again. No, seriously, I, we love I, you. <laughs> no, no, I do. I, I, listen, he's a great guy. I love that guy, but it's easy to be stoic when you live in Ireland there's no snakes like you can go oh i you know i'm not gonna try to do his crazy accent but like you know i I went out and i I stayed overnight for 17 days in the 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 irish bush well yeah the most dangerous thing out there is you there's literally no predators what's the biggest predator in ireland like someone's terrier like a wheaton (laughs) terrier so there's a wheaton terrier there's no snakes Uh, it's easy to be hard in ireland is what i'm saying I love spooking him out though. Like he'll like post
1: stuff where he's like out in the middle of the night. I'm like, hey man, what do you know about like like uh
0: dogman? <laughs> he's like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, he got real nervous with that. Yeah, the wear potato. Yeah. Someday I'm gonna make it back I I've been there. I didn't know Gary when I was there, but someday I'll make it back out there and uh hopefully share a campfire with him and see how short he really is. <laughs> i'm sorry awesome all right listen i appreciate you coming on uh thank you for having me yeah absolutely and uh you know i'm 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 hoping people listen and enjoy it and uh if you do follow subscribe like all that nonsense and uh you know feel free to drop me a note um baba ross bushcraft on instagram let me know who you want to talk to or who you want me to talk to or uh you just want me to have joe on every week that works too all right man go let your bird out of the fridge I really appreciate you having me on, man. Of course. All right. Be good. Take
1: care.